You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, we're here. We're back. We are Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth here, Castle Poobah, once again, on the velvet. It's what become we- a permanent home. It is. I like it. For uh, now. I-, I think I'll stay here. For now. <laughs> oh, for now, until we somebody comes up. What's the matter with this? I missed the bunker. Oh, the, bunker. Uh, the bunker was pretty great. <laughs> it was our Bye. own private yeah. bunker. You guys we, are getting spoiled. We could just leave everything ready to go at all times. <laughs> it, 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 it was, it was a nice 28 degrees year round. <laughs> That's true. Right. That's it's true. Somebody in there drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we doing tonight? Uh, making references that no one will remember. Yes. All right, cool, wonderful. I'm going to definitely talk about stuff that no, well, very actually, a lot of people care about. You guys just won't know what I'm talking about. So let's get into some gaming. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. Fifty-two. You shot my battleship. <laughs> I got a bingo. What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctors game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. I'm included. My turn. Shall we play a game? Yes, we shall. Um, hey, I got, you might saw I put some pictures on our Facebook page that we were playing. I wondered who, who was doing that all week. <laughs> well, I'm always putting stuff on there. But, uh, we were playing Room 25, that game I like that I always say is, you know. Has to do with Cube. Anyway, I got an expansion for it at Gen Con and Room Twenty Six. <laughs> yeah, there's like a bunch of rooms you can't use them all each time you play. But I slipped a couple of those in there. We played. It was great fun. We made it out. It's like only the second time we've ever made it out of the cube. Um, and I was going to mention that I passed on, uh, you know, that unlock game to. Coach Mayor and he he had posted he took it home played with the kids scared the <laughs> of them and then uh, and there you said they're uh, I wasn't it a like a haunted house theme yes, yes it was like ha- haunted hill house or something yeah I believe he said they would not go to bed that night unless someone walked <laughs> them up the stairs oh, and and walked them to the bedrooms so. great it didn't like it wasn't like a permanent scar just a, a quick temporary right. Probably a nightmare or two, and then I they've want moved the on. People be able to heal from. <laughs> you know, but anyway, yeah, and I heard they're going to pass it on. So yeah, these are reusable. You can really only play it once. So just things pass it on down the line. When I'm done with the next one, I'll pass it on to them. I didn't realize you were like in the uh, rent a game business over here. Oh, I would have sent my kids over the other night. <laughs> they were looking to play a game. I was like, man, yeah, I might have something. <laughs> um, we got. Oh, I, I there was a Kickstarter. I posted some, you know a little thing. I was excited because uh, it's called Dwarven Forge makes um, terrain for the score was four to yes. four in the Dwarven Forge. <laughs> <laughs> I was I had every plan. I feel like working that in tonight somewhere. 
We've opened that box up. And it right. shall never be that, closed. Yeah, you have that recorded. I mean, we can use it any time we want. Um, anyway, they do a Kickstarter each year to sell some terrain, and it's way expensive, but it's like the best you can get. And I've always kind of avoided it because it's just a money pit. So these are just like add-ons for the game you already have. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like where we play, and you will use miniatures when you're like doing battle so they know where they're at in a battle and stuff. Well, this is just a really fancy way to do that. And so I just, I broke down. There was like one day left in the Kickstarter and I was like, I gotta do it. I was, you know, hot and bothered back from Gen Con. <laughs> so I, I backed it for, you know, a few small things. I got like a, uh, well, for anybody that did it, I'll just gotta tell you what I got. I got the, the Cavern Starter Pack. Encounter one core pack, caverns floor pack, and the passages pack. So I got a little bit of stuff to use. It's modular. You can like make it different shapes and things and do a lot of stuff with it. Anyway, I'm excited about that. Um, and I have an exciting announcement. Ooh. That you guys don't even know about. Oh man. It won't really affect you. Oh great. And you'll probably never really reap any benefit from it. That's fine. <laughs> but uh that that RPG, one of the games we play is Dragon Age, and I wanted to have a guest star come play with my group just for Hurley? A huh? Hurley? No. Uh, <laughs> Rich Sommer. Yeah. Almost they are almost as good. <laughs> wanted to bring somebody in and play for a couple sessions and I felt like I had heard him kind of show a little interest in it. So I th- put up the OJ signal. Oh. And he took he took the bait. He said he said he was he was into that. So okay. I thought he'd try it out. No experience necessary. We, I've got a very Yeah, that's right. <coughs> I've got a uh, a good group that's very welcoming welcoming and will be, you know, he could try it out and just you know Take a shot at it, have a little fun, and nice. then, yeah, it's a little limited series. So it'll be he'll play a couple sessions and then leave, and if you know, he might come back someday. <laughs> anyway, so we're excited about that. That's coming up next month, and then this is kind of a stretch for gaming, but I wanted to fit this in here, wanted to get this out because it's this, this a big game. We've been talking about this lately on the podcast. Big Brother Twenty. You've been talking about it. <laughs> yeah, well, the mayor was here. <laughs> Coach Mayor was here talking about it too, and we went Teasley messaged. He's, he knows about. It. He's watching Big Brother. You got your People own little are talking. About yeah, it. he's got his own little uh, Big Brother fan group going on over there. Hey, the ratings are through the roof on Big Brother this season, so people are watching. But there was a bunch of stuff that happened last night, and by the time you hear this, this is Friday night, so this will probably come out early this week right mm-hmm. and sure you'll have anyone watching the show will have fa- probably seen a lot of this Sunday night so I'm not spoiling anything except I don't know if you'll get all the details so I want to make sure everybody knows how this went down because it, it was really dumb how many pieces of puzzle was it this time yeah exactly it's just about like that so the way the episode ended yesterday was they were doing uh Competition to see who could be the head of household, you know. And it's one of the better competitions. It's like a, they put grease down basically and they have to take a little cup and go down this track that they're slipping and sliding all over the place and dump it in a, 
you know, try to fill up a big container. Sounds like Double Dare. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's basically, that's the kind of competitions <laughs> they do. Did they Mark have, Summers make an appearance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want their, yeah, they've rebooted Double Dare. Okay. Did you know that? Did everyone know uh, that? N- I haven't seen it. Yeah. I flipped past. I'm like, oh, there's Mark Summers. And he's like, hey, everyone, welcome to Double Dare. I'm Mark Summers. We're here to get dirty. Woo. And now your host, <laughs> so-and-so. And it was like some young female. What? So, like, he's just kind of the He's co-host. just there to get you to watch. Basically, yes. Yeah. It is the nostalgia factor. But he's barely in it. He's kind of like the Andy Richter to some, some new person's <laughs> Conan. He's just kind of the sidekick. <laughs> anyway... They, so this is like one of the better competitions. They call it an endurance competition. It's supposed to take. You're not going to see the ending at on the episode. They just start it, show everybody doing it. It's going to take a while to fill these things up, and and this is when they make their money. They say, if you want to watch the competition, go get the live feeds, pay so much mu- much a month, and watch it. So that was the plan. Well, they made a terrible mistake. <laughs> and it was mm. glorious. You could see it happening the last five minutes of the episode. You're like, oh, this is not going to work out for them. Because what they do is they always have a huge container and a little itty-bitty cup, and you go fill it up. Well, this time, and it's like a pretty long track, you know, that they got to run back and forth on. Well, this time, the track was shorter, and the cup was bigger, <laughs> and the, the bowl they're trying to fill up was skinny. And I, I'm like... What are they doing? But uh, I got heard some behind-the-scenes stuff. Basically, they tested stuff out beforehand, and they thought it was taking too long. They wanted to take a little over an hour or two hours, get people signed up, watch then, and everything. Well, the problem was there's a guy in there that is really tall, <laughs> and he could take like two steps and be down that track. They got to do the Tom Cruise slide down the down into the room. He just he owned it. He he just is he's too heavy for it to really be slippery for him, and he's just too tall. He took like two steps, and they got a little taste of their own. Expect the unexpected. I think their slogan, and it was over like in fifteen minutes. And so they it, it was people were mad. They went and got the feeds and didn't get to watch anything. Anyway, but that wasn't it. like. I'm going to tell tell about a bunch of stuff here that you guys will not know what I'm talking about, but Coach Mayor will. <laughs> so basically, Haley and Scotty finally put their heads together and started talking because a couple of the girls on the 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 Good Alliance, you know, that's doing well, the Level Six Alliance, they put hats on that had sixes on them, and so Haley and Scotty started talking and we're like. What's the six about? And they started going back through the evictions and figured out at what... Because they're always on the wrong side of the votes. They're always... They never know who voted where. Well, they finally figured out where... What six people were probably working together. And they were right. They figured it out. But it didn't do them any good. They're they're too stupid to remember... Did, they, they, did they get to be robots? <laughs> no, they um. did not. So then the little there's like a little guy on there um little person. Yeah, I don't know whether he technically is or not. But he's a he's a little fella. <laughs> anyway, he he makes a plan with this with one of the level 6 guys and he tells him one see this girl that got voted out is named Rockstar and only one person voted to save her. That's her given name, God-given name. Rockstar. One person voted to save her. And 
Scotty. And so JC comes up with a plan, tells Brett, you say you, you voted for her to stay. And so this, this big football player guy wins the head of household and they, he confronts the house and says, who voted to keep Rockstar? And Scotty, who did, raises his hand and said, I did. And I'm like, oh no. It would take a lot of guts for Brett to say right now that he did it. He knows he didn't. <laughs> he's happened to blatantly lie to everyone, and the guy that knows he's lying is sitting right there claiming to have done it. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. And then he does it. <laughs> it was so glorious. He's like, I voted for her to say. Just lying, lying, lying. And they bought it. They actually think that the guy that voted for her to stay, Scotty, didn't do it. And... Like he has, there's a very serious chance he could go home this week because of this risk that they took. It's so, it's so good. I can't picture a grown man going by the name Scotty. He's a, he's like the nerdy guy. It, it just, it sounds not, like a little, not a fully little, grown man. Yeah, it sounds like a little kid. Anyway, what was even better, what was crazy was he goes, what made it believable was he, what would your first instinct, if you blatantly lie, and say that you're okay. I came and asked you. Right, what do you pay? What do you think about what's what's happening over there? <laughs> okay. So if you lie, if you lied to someone and said, you know, you you knew you, they knew you were lying. When you avoid them, you'd be like, okay, I don't want to hang out with that person. No, this guy goes in a room and plays jenga with the with the other guy. They sit there and play jenga for like an hour. Neither of them talking about what went down. It's just so awkward and amazing to watch these people that are, I don't know. It's just, it's the strangest thing. I don't know what they're going to show on the, on the actual episode, but it was riveting. Everybody, you know, online was watching it like, I can't believe this is happening. I think I would take her aside and say, you know, all the glitters is gold and only shooting stars break the mold. Hey now, you're a rock star. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, put music to it. <laughs> anyway, it was crazy. But I had a game. This reminded me of a game where you have to lie, and this is the simplest game I own, and we're going to play it right now. Oh, no. You're going to have to blatantly lie. I am a terrible liar. That's going to be great. I've been told by this is what This is why we're doing this. I want to prove I'm the worst how liar. terrible, how hard it is to lie. <laughs> Especially when somebody's sitting right there and knows you're lying. Here's how this works. This is called win, lose, or banana. So one of us is going to get a card that says win. And one of us is going to get a card that says lose. One of us is going to get a card that says banana. You know, you don't know. Whoever has a win one, you just flip it over. You you win automatically. Just put, put it down there. Now, the other two people have to convince you that they have the banana card. Okay? And you get, you know, as long as it takes, whoever that whoever the, the, has the win card, it, they can listen, hear them out <laughs> and see who has the banana card. You can't describe the card or anything. You know, you just, just got to try to convince I'm just going to deal them out. I don't know which one's which here. You get a card. You get a card. Okay. All right. If you got the win card, flip it over. I win. I win. Okay. I now, have to lie. either Cliff or I have the banana card. I have the banana card, just to be clear. Oh, then this, this should be easy. Yeah, so you just pick me, and then we'll do the next round. 
See, uh, we said there's a monitor between me and Cliff. I yeah, can't I see can't. Him. I can't see. He's not even arguing with me. So clearly, we can do he's, this. He's got really shifty eyes. Maybe. I do not have the banana, banana card. <laughs> Cliff or, does not get this game. Or do I? <laughs> I think Cliff telling the truth incorrectly. <laughs> By a complete accident, he just told the truth. Okay, so who do you pick? Who has So who who actually has a banana yes, and who lied that, to me? No, you just want to say who has the banana I think card. Seth has the banana. Well, you're right. Like I said, so now you know to trust me. <laughs> Okay. Now let's get him back here. Cliffy catching on here. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing this again. We'll give you another shot at it here. Okay. All right. Now let's deal these out. This is great. Okay. Now, look at your card. Oh, good. I won again. Okay. Okay, now. You're the winner. I have the banana card again. Cliff, do you have a counter argument? Do you want to stick to your same plan? <laughs> I also have the banana card. <laughs> Well, at, least, similar. at least he's willing to give Pretty me credit that I might have it and he has it. Wait, did Seth, did you say you had the banana card? I, yes, I have the banana card. And I'm going to go and go on record. Cliff, what card do you have? I have the banana card. <laughs> <laughs> do not confuse it with the plantain Cliff, card. Okay, Cliff, I, I, just to prove you wrong, look at your card. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to. Look I know at, what it is. <laughs> look at it. Look at it. And look at Jordan. And look at look at that and spell banana. <laughs> it says it right on your card if you have it. All you have to do is look at it and just spell banana. This game is bananas. B a n n a. Well, he already spelled it. I don't have to. Exactly. I have the banana card again. Cliff has banana. No way. Is that your official answer? Yes. You really? I think Cliff does. Last chance to switch your. Pick. I think Cliff does. Oh, right. I do have a yellow banana. Oh, card. Oh, he's got the banana card. I can read your minds. All right, let's do it one more time. This is a little bit similar. Have you played the game Malarkey? There's a lot of social deduction games like this, but no, I didn't play that. Social deduction? That's what they call them, yeah. Wow. But there's there's a random question that you probably don't know Mm -hmm. the answer to. Right. And this, is, this is the round I was hoping for. I'm the winner, so you guys got to... But everyone... So what I remember is, like, what is Grimace from McDonald's? Right. And then everyone gets a card, and three of them are blank, and one of them has the actual answer. Mm. And you go around, and you say, oh, well, Grimace was this from the 1950s, and you have to basically just lie and make something up. Right. What is Grimace? I remember lying, and I, I, I fooled everyone when I was like, uh, there was a... Uh, a uh, how is he? What does he relate to in the with the hamburger? Yeah, because everyone else is food related. Right. But I said he was a, uh, a, a a a a contest for kids to design the newest McDonald's mascot, and some kid drew a purple blob, and he was the winner. They called <laughs> uh-huh. it the Grimace. I was like, oh, that sounds really rational. <laughs> Why not? But I love that game. It's it's kind of like lying. okay, guys, convince me. But I do not have to lie this time because I have a banana. Okay, Cliff. I really, I, I feel. Like I have the same banana card I had last time. <laughs> oh, well, you have, there's only one banana card. This so. is black, and it would leave fingerprints, and I do not see your fingerprints because this is a brand new banana. Oh, it doesn't have my fingerprints because I got the same card. <laughs> oh, whoops! If you did have the banana card, it would be the same <laughs> Wait, card. Wait, I you mean, had look at these fingerprints. Wait, I'm starting to doubt Jordan. 
<laughs> so your last chance I'm, to convince me that you have a I, banana. One hundred percent. This is a banana. What? <laughs> Why is the all. little girl on it? Why is she so happy oh, with the you banana? Could, you couldn't uh, describe the car. Oh. Right? I'm gonna go with Cliff. Cliff, do you have Suck a banana? Oh, <laughs> you work. are you throwing it? <laughs> all right. So that's win lose banana. So how much did that game cost? Oh, it's like... Or three blank cards. I, I, I think I... And probably pay, a sheet of rules that are like four pages long. No, it comes with a... The rules are the size of one card. Oh, okay. Piece of paper. And actually, I think you spend $5 in the mail, and you get like 10 sets. Oh, no. So I, I usually just not give bad. them to people. Anyway. Who won? That was fun. Did we win? I think I won. We're all winning. No, actually, uh, I did not win. It was one of you guys. Doesn't we all we're all winners because we played right? So it's not so easy to just lie. I'm exhausted. So you should uh, <laughs> you should respect what it is I do. <laughs> all right, what are we doing now? I think it's time to cross the streams. Oh my! There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Did it? We crossed them? Yeah. Already? Are we over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have done that. I was up at like 3.30 last night. Yeah. And I happened to think, wow, it's the 17th. That new show is on Netflix. So oh, it's... thank God. I thought he was going to tell us he went to work again. <laughs> <laughs> Electric's I, out. I wish I would have. Our, we, would, we would get more downloads if I had a relapse. <laughs> I could lie and tell everyone I'm still yeah, sick. That's true. <laughs> now, on Netflix, Matt Groening's new animated series, Disenchantment. Creator of The Simpsons and Futurama. This is his third major show. No longer on a network. We get ten episodes. They're all about half an hour, some a little more. Um, anyone else check it out yet? I did not realize it was on Netflix or I would have watched it today. I watched okay. 13 and a half minutes. Is that good? That's about that half, half of the first episode. Yeah, you didn't seem to be digging. It wasn't it? Wasn't for me. I tried. I thought, oh, it's kind of a medieval theme. Do you like Futurama? I. It was all right. I, I like Futurama. I don't like. I watched some of it. And I have a feeling if you, the more you like Futurama, the more you'll like this. It, it has a very similar that. feel to it. Similar type humor. Even the main characters. Uh, We've, the main characters is Princess Tabini. They mm. call her Bean. That's Abby Jacobson from Broad City. She is very like Leela from Futurama. Very mm. tough, you know, not not afraid of anybody. Take charge, lady. Cyclops. And then she, uh, the first episode, she's getting married, an arranged marriage. It's a very uh, fantasy world. There's elves and mm. dwarves and demons and all kind of stuff, and some little guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric Andre, I recognize his voice. Yeah, in the first episode, she gets, I don't know, possessed or something by a demon that says it's going to follow her around for the rest of her life. And that is Lucy, played by Eric Andre. Uh, has a couple of things on Adult Swim. Very modern, avant-garde comedian kind of guy. Yeah. And he is very much the bender of the show. He is the bad influence, smokes and curses and tries to get them to do, you know, uh, he's the devil on the shoulder, basically. And then, so we need a fry, and that is Elfo, who is uh, a little elf who got tired of everything being sweetness and light and had to leave home, leave his elf homeland. 
Uh, he's played by Nat Faxon, which if you see him, I'm sure you'll recognize him. He's been a bit player in a lot of stuff. Uh, he was on uh, Friends from College, the thing on Netflix. Ben and Kate, the sitcom on Fox, or Married on FX. He's just hmm. said, he's he's kind of he's a familiar face, but he's not a big star. But he is the very innocent, out of place character. He he sh- he's he's never left home before, and he, this is a whole new world to him. And he's he immediately falls in love with the princess, just like Fry. So we basically have the, the core character mm. concepts of Futurama transported into this world. And then tons of uh, you know, John DiMaggio, who voiced Bender, Billy West is a guest uh, a guest voice, Maurice LaMarche, Tress McNeil, all the Matt Groening cast of characters, a lot of very familiar voices. So I... I the second episode was better. Yeah, a lot of times the pilots are harder. The, mm-hmm. they got to introduce all the characters and the plots, and there's not a lot going on. But I think it improved. I watched two episodes. Um, the, the one review I read said Netflix may not be the best place for this where, as we've said a million times, you can just make an episode however long you want. Yeah. And that might not be great for comedy where you have to be quick and sharp. And if it's not great, cut it because you got to squeeze it into twenty one uh, minutes. I believe that. So because when I was watching like the that first episode, I was like, why why is this going on? Like she when she's at very you know right at the very beginning when she's in that tavern or whatever and she's crawling around the floor that went on way yes. too long. Yes. Oh my gosh! I was so like, get on with when it. you don't have to have that discipline of mm. keeping it short and sweet. You might fall in love with, oh, this is pretty funny. Let's leave it in when you really don't need to. That would be my main criticism, but I, I, I like the characters. They they have really absurdist jokes and lots of references, and like you know the signs in the background say funny things. And right. there's 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 yeah, lots of references and yeah, funny Futurama things. type humor. Right. Yes. Do you think it's too much Matt Groening? I mean, he's been we've been watching The Simpsons for like. 30 some years it feels like or has been and Futurama was on forever um they kept bringing it back all the time is it just more the same of that or it, well the yeah the character design is straight out of the Simpsons yeah, the big bulgy yeah. eyes the princess I love she has the overbite and like two buck teeth uh-huh. and she's very slim she's not you know your typical Disney princess yeah very voluptuous um, <laughs> See, I said I was good. We can't help it. We can't help <laughs> no it. No references. Uh, <laughs> but she's she's but she's take charge and she's kick butt and she's cool, but she doesn't look like your typical princess mm-hmm. type. So I, I like that a lot. And the backgrounds and the animation is very different. You know, Simpsons is pretty basic. Futurama used a little bit of like computer graphics and things, but this they put some really lush backgrounds and like the castles and the forests looked really neat in the animation with this very basic character design. I yeah, I didn't notice so much in I mean I don't have a lot of room to talk. I watched thirteen minutes like I mentioned, but the very, very beginning and I don't know whether that's in the intro to every show or whatever, but I remember them like an outside shot that I thought was just gorgeous. It kinda of pans across yes. the valley. That yeah. I was like wow. And then uh, that I really didn't really notice anything like that again, but I thought that, that was pretty cool. And I like the music is done by Mark Mothersbaugh, who is famous for being in Devo back in the day, and he's done a ton of kid shows and cartoons, as well as the Lego Movie, and most recently Thor Ragnarok. So it has very stylish mm. music to it as well. That like Thor that style, if you 
wore a frisbee on his head. <laughs> in Devo. That Thor Ragnarok soundtrack is no joke. <laughs> I mean, it is all 80s awesomeness. Yes, sir. Okay, other... Uh, well, we just got... Today, uh, we got our first big trailer of Star Wars Resistance. Ooh, I saw that trailer. Yeah, it was a very... I recognize some voices in there. Yeah, and the animation style was very different than what we've seen in, like, Clone Wars and Rebels. This... I, I read something the other day about Filoni not having... Uh, Dave Filoni not having a big day-to-day part of this. Right. So, and it certainly has a different look to it. Um looks like it's going to have you know the main character apparently the spy pilot guy is nobody we know right now yeah, it is. so it's that guy what guy is it uh spy it's got pilot <laughs> it's is it that Josh Brenner is that his name look at that look it's the guy from uh is that who's playing the? Yeah, but I mean the character. Oh, okay. the, the character, not I'm not the voice sorry. actor. Sorry, I, I was talking as far yeah. as the character right. himself goes. Anyway, the guy that's doing the voice is from um, Silicon Valley. Yes. What was his name? Because he had a. It, they made fun of his name. I'll look it up. You keep talking. Okay. So, but a very updated, more modern. Not really. It's almost a cross of traditional animation and the the three D stuff that. Is popular right now. And yeah, very, Baghetti, very, Nelson Baghetti, big head. Yep. <laughs> it looked very kid friendly. Yeah, like it a did. lot of uh, physical humor and mm-hmm. and you know, which is great. Yeah, that's great. And yet Oscar Isaac voicing mm-hmm. Poe Dameron. Dameron. So mm-hmm. that was pretty. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we see. Yeah, we see a lot of Poe. We see some. It looks like BB-8 is going to have pretty big. From ju- judging from that trailer, which wasn't very long, it looks like BB-8 is going to have a. Substantial part in, in the show. Christie's going to be doing Captain Phasma. Yeah, so she's going to be back, and we all know what happens to her. Sure do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the other thing I've been watching streaming Netflix Voltron season seven. I can't believe we're finally going home. It's going to be a very long and difficult voyage, but it's our only chance to replace the Castle of Lions. Through ourselves we send a sign, but the messages are breaking. This is Katie Holt, paladin of the Green Voltron Lion, broadcasting to Earth. Does anyone copy? Over. No one has seen you since your fight with Lotor. So everyone that was helping us thinks we're dead. Pushing further. Enemy ships incoming! Everyone scan the area for anything we can use for cover. I've never seen the Galra use weapons like these before. Guys, you've seen this? To any beings who... Planet, we need help. We have to stay together. Uh, I'm about halfway through it. And... I'm really excited to finish this up. Voltron, they, they final... They go through... A big ordeal to get back to Earth, only to find Earth has been occupied by the Golra, uh, remnants of the Golra Empire. They do a time shift. I know you guys haven't watched any of it, but I'm really anxious to finish this show up. I was um, just debating whether to do the Golra la la la. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you decide? 
It seems like you did it. I'm still on the It seems like you did it. But yeah, I'm anxious to finish it because I almost want to go back and start it over because so much has happened in these seven seasons. And um, the big headline off of this season, I think, from people that have watched it, is we have an have a openly gay main character. Um, or actually, yeah, and uh, that's revealed that we previously, the six seasons, we didn't get into that part of the character. So well, I've seen people talking about it. Like it seems when it, when it first came out, and you guys were gushing over. It. I never yes. really heard anyone else talking about it. But the longer it's gone on, more people have caught on, and I'm seeing more references to how good it is, and everyone should be watching it and stuff like that. I think one of the great things about this show is normally, especially with animated stuff, it can start off really strong and just peter out as it goes along. But we're into season seven now. Not every one of those years or seasons has been very long it's it, it's very netflix they make it as long as they need it to be season seven i believe is 13 episodes which surprised me i uh, the last few five and six hadn't been that nearly that many uh about in general about 30 minutes yeah um but they they don't do it's kind of neat because so many cartoons or animated shows do one-offs. You remember GI Joe stuff like that? It was always it, it was very contained Jordan. story. You remember GI? Remember GI Joe? Yeah, what it used to be on. Um, well, because they were made for an afternoon viewing, you weren't expected to binge watch a whole season right. back then. Like they were supposed to be standalone. You might only see Tuesday's episode, and you didn't want to yeah. get lost. So. And it was the 1980s. They were glorified, you know, toy commercials. Yeah, and we were all way dumber back then, right? Um, but it does a nice job of uh, 80s me setting 7 o'clock in the morning Saturday morning on my beanbag is like what the hell did I do that I'm so dumb <laughs> you're not sophisticated enough to follow the Voltron no. continuity right. I did it again you, you can't help it <laughs> I need to dig your own hole clean break <laughs> but yeah they do a really nice job with this series of they make it an adventure in the story, but it can it always moves the story forward. So we we get a, a you know a overarching storyline throughout the whole season instead of just the you know traditional. And is there anything you need to know, or is it basically from the start? If you've never seen any version of this before, I mean, it's very. I'm sure there's fan service and some, ooh, that guy, but if you know zero about for, it. For people that are younger than us, I'm sure they're very familiar with, like, Power Rangers, which to me is very much a Voltron Voltron ripoff. You know, you got the vehicles, they all hop in ooh, to make the big Now robot. we're going to get some controversy. <laughs> Tweet us, everybody. It all, it Cliff, all came from Voltron, Cliff, damn it. Cliff said it. <laughs> yeah, but to me, you know, I think it's a pretty easy concept to pick up. Now... The difference in Voltron to like Power Rangers is just what I said. It's a very elaborate story with a lot of characters. A lot of alien characters that, you know, it's not just, oh, we have our team Voltron and they're going to come in and save the, save the day. Some of these episodes focus on those other characters where we see very little of the paladins of, of Voltron, which is neat. I mean, they really, they've taken the effort to develop the characters as much as you can in a half-hour animated show. Hmm. So, 
Seventh season, man. Because you're kind of getting me hyped up here. I kind of want to try it out. But it's worth a, it. That's a lot. Just watch 13 minutes of it. And yeah, 13. Yeah. You, you'll get what you that's need out of that. Try. I, I, I have a good bet that <laughs> I might not even make it 13 minutes. <laughs> I did watch something streaming that I wanted to bring up. That's a good time since I mentioned it earlier in the episode. I had never watched a movie called Cube. <laughs> Until oh, he's gonna recently. Me. Why am I getting excited? He's exactly. gonna yeah. yeah, you got all super excited there. Nick and I watched it the other night, and we had we had just played Room Twenty Five, and we were. I was like, you know, it's on Netflix. Let's watch that. So tell me what you like about it. I like the cube. Yeah, it's very. I am cubular. with you up to this point. I. No, it's it's very. I think it was made by some people who had either just graduated, just graduated, or were still they in college. graduated. They were in like film school, and yeah. this was very like we're going to make a statement, you guys. And it's so earnest in talking about corporate America and where we are as a society, and it's just trying so hard to be a metaphor that I I love I love all that about it. I love the characters. Um, the mathematician girl, she's my favorite. I like what you're saying about what they probably had on paper about the story. I it's like very it. amateur. It's very low budget. It, the actors yes. are not professionals. Yes, a lot I don't of right saying all that with enough gusto <laughs> because because yeah, like like I think they do the cube well, mm-hmm. the actual cube, and you know I feel like they could have had some more. Shown some more rooms. They had a lot of safe rooms, <laughs> like every room. Oh, oh, he's approaching it as a as a no, as I, a DM. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm just like. I just mean like the movie is only yeah. an hour and a half, yeah. and they spend a lot of time just going from safe room to safe room to safe room to safe room. And the problem with that is, then all you have is them acting, and they are freaking terrible. That, but it's it's the it's the de-evolution. It is the breakdown of society where it is. No, no. You know, we we were safe at home, and then when something goes wrong, we're going to turn on each other, and we're gonna we're gonna lose it. Along with all the "what is this? Why are we here?" questions. I think we, all of that, that we all ask, you know, in our normal life that they've transcribed into a horror movie. And that's who's in charge here. No one's in charge. It's a headless blunder. We're just stumbling through this and we're all going to die horrible deaths. Yeah. Like that is the metaphor for I life. Because like we're all in the cube, I man. Like, <laughs> I like all of that that you're saying. But it did not happen. You have happen. to watch it eight, ten more times I, to really, no, I don't. To really get God the subtlety of no. the cube. <laughs> they were just terrible. Everybody in it is terrible. Uh, but the movie, I get, I get what you're saying because I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying because I found those things in it, and we, will, I mean, it wasn't like we shut it off. Yeah, we were like, this is could have been something, and I know it's dated now and stuff, but there are some terrible, terrible. Ah, uh, don't worry. Ten years, they'll make it. They'll reboot it. Oh, I won't like that any better. <laughs> well, I'll, be, I'll be. That's when I'll be defending be, this one. It'd be starring Tom Cruise. Uh, Eighty-year-old Tom Cruise. But yeah, the director's gone on. He has a real career now. He directs a lot of like prestige dramas. Oh, on TV yeah. And, now, yeah. now I get freaking yeah. Hypercube <laughs> popping up and every. Don't watch cube. the sequels. Don't dude. worry. Yeah, not worth it. Oh, don't worry. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just awful. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I get that. It was still interesting. Um, well, I watched. You guys have your hard knocks. 
Mm, indeed. Football fans. Well, I'm a marching band guy, and I watched a documentary <laughs> called Marching Things Orders. I'll never say. <laughs> I'm a marching band guy. Now, it's, I, I, I've been getting emails and alerts about my 20-year high school reunions coming up, and Ooh. I have no interest whatsoever. I do not care. I, ha- I never think about the good old days and pine for those great days of high school, no. except in the fall... I, I get nostalgic for marching band. That's that's every year fall comes around and I start thinking, oh, this is, that was fun. I want to go to a marching band show and watch a good competition. Good, yeah, the school. <laughs> <laughs> but Netflix has a new one called Marching Orders. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the undefeated, undisputed, marching wildcats of Bethune Cookman University, the pride. Your Wildcats put on a show. Every time we show up, we show out. Light them up, light them up. Monotop music, let's all lose it. We've got commercials, Super Bowl, the movie, Drumline. We don't take anything but the best. Two things gonna happen. You gonna kick somebody's ass, or you gonna get your ass kicked. The audition process is for everyone every year. If you're not performance ready, you're off the field. We all have fun, but it's the job. Step that way the first step! This is by far the hardest thing I've ever been a part of. If you feel like you're dying, go, please. Not on my watch. It's more than just a war feeling. It's a battle cry. <laughs> I didn't come here for school. I didn't come here for books. I just came to be in the band. You have to do it because you love it. And it follows the Marching Wildcats of Bethune-Cookman University. And these are, it's one of the country's top programs. It's over 300 members, and they performed in national commercials, the Super Bowl, and they were the setting for the film Drumline. So that that, that movie, the Nick Cannon movie. Do you like that movie? I saw it once a long time ago, and I was a snare drummer in high school, yeah. so it should have been right up my alley. I don't think I ever watched it a second time. My wife, who was also in the marching band with yes, Jordan, yes. Um, she every time that stinking movie is on, she she'll turn it, and I'm like she's into it. And I'm like you've seen this crappy movie a hundred and fifty times. It's never any different. It never gets any better. I do not understand but it. That well, it's because there's so little pop culture that has to do with marching bands. If it's not American Pie, one time at band camp, that's those are the two references to marching band, and I don't get it. I've always said I wanted to write a screenplay about marching band because how many cheerleader movies are there? High school football movies, basketball movies. There's never anything about the band, and there's so much drama there. Oh my gosh! It's one of the few. I, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Seriously, like, I agree. like a high school. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying it's it's one of the few co-ed things. Yep. There, so there's like male female drama. There's competition. All this there's, access that these guys would never have to these girls. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I know, I'm serious. <laughs> it's just like they have to pay attention to me. <laughs> they have to follow my beat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such an intense time. We, you know, I, I don't think the band programs are quite what they were in my heyday. But you know, we practiced every night of the week, Monday through Thursday. Friday was a football game. You know, during basketball season, be pep band. Saturdays were the competition. It was you were together all the time Captive at audience. school and on the bus. <laughs> I know, I know how it went. But I'm just saying, for a and and most schools, you know, how many people play basketball on in high school? You know, maybe a dozen. But you know, there are hundreds of there, there's a bigger audience even for marching bands to stuff. I think that's what your wife, she's severely lacking in marching band pop culture. 
I think you're right. Why have you written? See, see I, you missed the boat because now, million dollar now figured, idea. Now, 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 now they figured out it. that the step further is documentaries. People are yeah. really going to eat that up. Yeah. You know. But it's, uh, I just stumbled across it on Netflix. There are 12 episodes and they're only, they're all 10 to 15 minutes in length, which is hmm. weird. They're very short. There's a dozen of them. Um, the first few, it follows, you know, the dance squad and the, the flag corps. And you know people and rookies and freshmen like trying to make it onto the team, so it's very much, you know, are the old veterans going to stay around? So it's it's all the drama of a normal reality show, but just set in this highly competitive world. And I don't know, it's 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 also very athletic. You have to be in really good shape to be in marching band, especially a college like this that are very high stepping, very you know acrobatic. Oh, you yeah. know, the drum majors do flips and and spin around in circles. My nephew, it was really good. And mm-hmm. March Man played Marimba. I've shared some of his stuff on Facebook Fortune. Just like it's just some, sometimes just epic performances. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he ended up with a full ride because of it and stuff. And he's always posting things he loves. He still follows all these marching bands. Yeah. I assume they're, a lot of them are college, but just like you know, they're it's a big deal. Yeah, there are a lot of colleges, and then there are like the Drum and Bugle Corps, which are almost like professional outfits that just go around the country and perform against each other. But I said it never quite leaves your blood. You know, you any you know, football game, you still want to sit and watch halftime and and watch everyone perform. So it was interesting. It, I said it's very kind of a typical reality documentary, but it, it's nice to get that nostalgia again. What was the name again? Marching Orders. Marching Orders. All right. Let's end this thing. Let's do a let's do a one job, a, a topical one job here. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it. Okay? You talker! You had one job to do. Okay. Well, Cliff, you brought it. Let's hear it. Yeah. So this week, now see, Cliff always seems disinterested in this. <laughs> So we let him bring the choice this time. Yeah, I get these more into it. So um, yeah, we've we've done mostly actors. We've done Steven Spielberg director, and I was trying to come up with something that mm, I think we I probably know what we're going to pick, but I thought we would have an interesting conversation <coughs> about it because there's such a wide range of work. Of the composer John Williams. <laughs> Williams. Did you say Williams? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't even look it up because I, I was like, I know what all he's you know done. The ma- I, major, major. Yeah, I was gonna say I things. looked it up. It's like crazy. It, it it is crazy. Ray, you know all the Indiana Jones and Jaws and you know all the Spielberg stuff and. Well, I I started looking and I was uh, just real quick. I mean, his 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 first credit is in 1954. Whoa. Which was uh some kind of film called You Are Welcome, which happened to be a promotional film for the Tourist Information Office of Newfoundland. I wasn't going to pick that, but now that I brought <laughs> now it up. That you brought it up and give it a little Credence, I'm like, you know, it's always been a fave of mine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, by 1969, he, he did Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Um, 
71, Fiddler on the Roof, Oscar winner, score adaptation. Uh, 72, The Poseidon Adventure, Golden Globe, Oscar nomination. Um, This one intrigued me, Tom Sawyer, 1973. Seen it? No? Uh, Probably. Probably, somewhere down the line. Um, The Towering Inferno, Oscar nomination, 74. Mm. 1975, Jaws. So, the, the very first blockbuster, I would say. Um, summer blockbuster, I think, is what it gets credit for, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, because they, they said they used to dump movies in the summer because they didn't think people would go to the movies because there's too much else to do. They wanted to put the good money-making movies when the weather was worse. And then Jaws completely changed the formula. Right. So, um, then, let me turn my page here. I got a book. He's pushing a lot of buttons and turning pages. I got a lot going on over here, guys. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was waiting for the day. Yes, yeah, so I was. I was like, I, I was vamping. I was like, let's just keep <laughs> yeah. talking until Cliff. Uh, I was working lets on it. All down. I was working on it. Turn it up. Oh, there it is. There it is. I mean, is that movie as good without this music? No. no. It's so good because you. But you almost never see the shark. It's just yeah. this is what you're scared Every of. Every single person has put their hands up <laughs> in the water and come up behind somebody going, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, the shark didn't work. Yeah. So they had to come up with something. And, yeah, the music was definitely part of it. So, um, but right after that, we get into, of course, Star Wars. Um, I've heard of it. You think? Was he in Max Rebo's band? <laughs> I think it was in the Cantina band. So, um, of course, we've got Star Wars. Then uh, the same year, Close Encounters. Of course, Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah. The great soundtrack. And then 1978, Superman. Which, that immediately came to mind. For me, I thought, man, this is going to be one of his, you know, of course, biggest. I think we all remember the opening crawl of Superman. And, like, even today, like, that's still one of my favorites. Like, uh, right off the top of my head, I, I, I'm sure you you mentioned Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman was right there for me. Then, this, Yeah, right from that opening scene, it sets the stage of the, this is bigger than life. This is grandiose. This, oh, yeah. You will believe a man can fly. Buckle up. <laughs> and then uh, 79, he did 1941, another Spielberg. Uh, 1980, The Empire Strikes Back. 1981, Raiders. 1982, E.T. E.T. Yeah, you love that. One of Jesse's favorites. And then uh, 83, Return of the Jedi. 84, Temple of Doom. 1986, he did a little movie called Space Camp. 
Do you guys remember Space I've Camp? I've seen that movie 50 times. Yeah. I love that movie. 50 times. Fideo Takamini. <laughs> Did you stop there? When you got to 50, you're like, I'm not allowed well, to watch anymore. Here's, or what let's bring up some more love family history. My uh, older brother, please. Justin, got to go to Space Camp. I bet. He went to Huntsville, Alabama, spent a week pretending he was in space. The I get to golden watch, boy. <laughs> I, I get to watch a VHS copy that we taped off TV 50 times. That's the closest Did I got to Space Camp. I think they weren't going to have any more kids <laughs> or something. They're like, this one's going to space camp he gets the dark tower he gets to go play Nintendo four hours before pretty much first born wow Jeez. Yeah, I do love Space Camp. Though. That I was just, a great well, I movie. I just dreamed that Justin would have accidentally got shot off into space, and he never came. <laughs> and then Dark Tower is yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep I know the ending's going to be different this time when I watch Space Camp. <laughs> what was the little robot's name? Do you remember the little robot? What was yeah, his I name? I think if I watched it 50 Jinx. times. Oh, Jinx. Yeah. Oh, you gave it Gosh. Up. He should have to come up with it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched that movie. Oh, you, you need to. Is Leah Thompson in that? Yes. Yeah, I know that much, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, Leah Thompson and um, Sigourney Weaver? Uh, That's Alien. That was Alien. (laughs) Oh, wrong space. No, who was... We both are like, I can't get this out fast enough. (laughs) Kate Capshaw. Oh, yeah. I do believe. So, yeah, that's a great movie. Um, Empire of the Sun, Superman IV, The Quest for Peace, uh, 1987. Uh, the Accidental to- Tourist, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Born on the Fourth of July. Turn the page. 1990, Home Alone. Hook. JFK, all in 91. Okay. Anything so far? They're all great. They're all great. Yeah, uh, I, it's not... I don't... I don't know what to say. They're all great, and they're not all plain, so I can't like go. Yeah, this. Well, if you guys would talk, I can push more buttons. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, everything he's done, this, he's done it to everything. Jurassic Park, you know, it's it's crazy. I just I just don't even have to think about it though. Like I know my answer. I, I love all of these. Yeah. He's iconic. He's got to be. He would be my favorite. You know, there's too many things yeah, he's how, done. Well, I mean, but how many composers can you name that? Yeah, that have you know, this library. Even a film lover can maybe only name a handful right. of composers. And here he has done five or ten of the top most famous music scores ever. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to think what scores I own. You know, other than Danny Elfman, I probably mm-hmm. just only have John Williams. Yeah, I, I mean, I. I He's iconic. Uh, it's you know, uh, it's going to end very soon. Is he even doing the episode nine? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be his last one. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. This is it. It's yeah. going to be it. And so, good time. Well, what's his most recent one? What's what's the last on the list there? Because he, he's still working. Oh yeah, um, I think it's the Last Jedi. Yeah, I yeah. think that was the last yeah. one. He didn't do Solo. No, he he. Uh, the it says the adventures of Han composed by William score composed and adapted by John Powell yeah so yeah he did uh, the last Jedi dear basketball which was a short film last year and something called the post which uh all oh, the post Steven Spielberg directed yeah. that too so yeah yeah you're killing me here with the Jurassic Sorry. Park because that no I mean good that oh. that's that's a favorite of mine I love that yeah I, I've written down five that I could vote for in an instant. Right, yeah. right. Well, Each one as iconic as the last. 
We've got also Saving Private Ryan. It's a wonderful score. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, uh, you know, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Uh, not my favorite movie, but, you know, we get Duel of the Fates. Duel of Fates is one of the best things ever. Yeah. Right. Duel of the Fates. Um, that and Cube. And the Cube. <laughs> I don't know if... I don't think he did the Cube. <laughs> That's not the... Maybe the he did cube. the Cube. cube. But then, uh, <laughs> you get into... John uh, Williams did a Hypercube. Colon Hypercube. There you go. <laughs> uh, right around 2000, you get the Patriot. You guys remember the Patriot? Oh, yeah. Wait, did, he didn't do Last of the Mohicans, did he? No. He didn't. Oh, there be Justin would be it, sure be that we it. have to vote for Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Well, but wait, he gets his way. Golden Boy gets his way. We have <laughs> to do it. <laughs> uh, what else did he do? Um, the Terminal. That's another Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, oh. Give me um, some Raiders. How, Raiders in there? I got some Raiders, but before we get that... I was trying to find a little Potter. Um, he did the Harry. He did Harry Potter. He did Harry Potter. Yeah, yes. oh yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yep, he did that. Minority Report. Um, yeah, Harry Potter, Philosopher's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, um, and then yeah, we get into uh, like Munich, Memoirs of a Geisha. So the, the Star Wars. Series, the Harry Potter series, the Indiana Jones series, the Jurassic Park series, like yeah. these are the biggest franchises in movie history. Yeah, and then you throw in an ET, a Jaws, yeah, and then some standalone classics. <laughs> and not only that, um, now it doesn't have to just be films either. Okay, he actually well, did. Well, I know it's going to be, but I'm just saying it doesn't have to be. Well, what else did he do? He did a tour. But wait, there's tour- more. He did if you, tour- 1954. He did a tourism. Yeah. Thing. Who could forget? <laughs> Act now and you'll get Jordan. bonus John Williams. Yeah. I already did. The, the Olympic did. theme. Dark Tower game. Hmm? The Olympic theme. He did the Olympic He thing. did the Olympic <laughs> theme. Of course he did. Of course he did. Um, yeah, so. He's been on a while, dude. That's pretty crazy, too. So what are you thinking? I don't know. Oh I have my. it narrowed down. I was really curious to see what you guys would pick. I want to hear some Raiders. You want to hear some Raiders? I need some Indiana Jones to fill my ears. I have Jaws, Star Wars, Superman, Indiana Jones, and Jurassic Park. Any of those five, I would be 100% behind. I could. This is one of my all time favorites. Yeah. It's great. It just feels like one of those old you know, I mean, the action is about to happen. Steven Spielberg, of course, you know, I think some people are thinking, yeah, these are a bunch of Steven Spielberg awesome classics. That's why he's so... No. Those movies are, oh, so much to his music. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite scenes is Star Wars A New Hope when Luke's on Tatooine and he's looking over the the two sunsets and Luke's just had a big glass of milk. That's right. Only the blue kind. Not the green. Based we're we're away, not to so the green milk yet. Based on away, we later. don't see him lick the froth off his upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I, yeah, I, I, I mean, what do I you think guys I think? It, I narrow it down to probably my top two would be Jurassic Park, and then a big step 
past that is Star Wars for me. New Hope. Like, original mm-hmm. Star Wars. I love... Now, the, the Imperial March didn't come out until uh, 80 I, with Empire. I, I know, but... I love. I, I, I guess how picky are we getting here? Like, are we well, getting I, I would say no. Just you pick. always said an actor that role, so I would think a yeah. composer for that movie. Okay, yeah, that's fine for that franchise. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, then I'm easily going to pick Star Wars. Yeah. I just always think of that original soundtrack because I, I owned that as a kid. Uh, you know, I remember. I don't have any more. It kills me that I don't. But I remember having that the album with C3PO and R2D2 on it, and the. Double album and it's just so great. I love the throne room music. I need some of that. Got that? I don't have that. Oh, you find it? I can't have it all on my that's phone. That's the that's the stuff right there, man. But there's just there's very few movies that can have that experience that we're still getting today. Double fates. Yeah. The, where the lights go down, Lucasfilm comes up, and you get boom like. You're just immediately oh. thrown into Star Wars, yes. just by the note that's playing. Yep, and I I can't think of another movie that does that and it continues to do that. My big one. I don't want to be too light on the Harry Potter stuff because I know there's a whole generation that 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 little Harry Potter jingle every time that plays plays. You know, you get the hair on the back of your neck stands up a little bit. The same way it does for Star Wars for Raiders. For Jurassic Park for us. So I don't want to discount that because the music, I don't, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I've seen, I think, most of the movies, maybe all of them, I'm not sure. Um, the only thing I actually like about the whole thing is the music of the Harry Potter. I mean, I think it, it, it's straight up John Williams. It's so iconic. It's so just. You get that instant. You once you you hear just a couple notes, you know exactly what you're watching. Um, so that's I, I, you know, I think there's something to say for that. I think there's something to say, of course, for Star Wars. Indiana Jones is absolutely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, that theme. Well, these are some of our favorite movies, you know, because of this, you know. So. But well, because of it, yeah. I, you're gonna have to pick. Cliffs, what we're Jordan, do you got to pick? Well, again, well, I, I'm. I mean, mine's concrete, so I'll, I'll go say I'm going Star Wars. That's it. But like everyone you brought up, I'm like, oh well, that's obviously the answer. Yeah. And then you brought up yeah. eight more that I'm like, well, that could be too. Um, I, my gut says Star Wars, but then I keep thinking about the Superman theme. I do too, and just how, mm, just right in your gut that hits you. I want to see Cliff Barnes mess with the Star Wars movies here in in canon, like Kapow canon. We're going to strip them of their soundtrack. I could listen to that all day. That intro. And the way they've brought it back, they've used it in Smallville. They've used yes. it in cartoons. They've used they've and they've tweaked it and and but you just still know what it is the minute you hear it. That character is so attached to this music right now. Right, doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> Never been a fan. Really? Of Superman? <laughs> yes. But I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge Superman guy, but that this music does it. I mean, it gets me pumped up every time I'm in the theater. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. But 
But then I want to go back to Jaws and where I said that the music is half the movie. Is that a blockbuster the way it was without that score? Yeah, yeah. we know absolutely it's not. Um, <laughs> I'm just t- I'm just telling you. Yeah, I love it's that no not. one can argue with us. That's <laughs> nope. the best part. Is like all these people. Nope. I I just like to imagine them all upset. You know, Somebody out there again, wants that theme to far and away. You know it. <laughs> but again, the the segment's called One Job. Yes. Yeah. John Williams is best known for Star Wars. That if if and I had a feeling that's like I feel it's so weird because I feel this is this means nothing to anybody but us. <laughs> but I feel like but if we'll I don't vote all night if, and argue it, if yeah. I don't if I don't you can put a vote off, in, we're just going to keep talking. Yeah, if I don't put a vote in for either Superman or Indiana Jones, I feel like something's wrong. <laughs> Okay, so I can live with any of those. So I just want to know if you can. If when we I get, don't know when we get rid of the Star Wars. I was hoping forever. I would. I, I was hoping you two would. I know you want pick us, Star Wars. You want us? To be, <laughs> I, yeah, you just I want know, an extra. Yes, vote. I know exactly how it works around here. <laughs> he wants me and Jordan to pick, and you get to say Star, uh, say Superman. But it ain't. Gonna, don't let him get away with it. And again, even Jurassic Park, like. I love. I, that. I forget about that movie. I don't give it the credit that it deserves until I see it on TV and I get sucked back into it. And the music swells. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so great. So I, yeah, the music in that too is just it's so I triumphant agree. and so. But I, I, I can't not say Star Wars. So okay. Cliff gets oh, your wish. Crap. Go ahead, Cliff. You get to claim that Superman's robbed and still get the best of both worlds. Nah, I'm picking Star Wars, too. All right. <laughs> that's, that's more realistic. So, in history, Kapow history, let it be known that John Williams' only job was to score the Star Wars series of movies. Did he do the Yub Yub song? <laughs> okay. Yub Nub. Veto the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need just just let you know when I listen to this podcast back, I'm going to need the throne room music in there somewhere. Okay. Maybe we'll end it on that. Okay. That'd be great. So, we'll, on that note, let's end it. So, I can hear that here in a second. Celebrate the love. Yep, yep. <laughs> what are we calling this episode? Oh. Clean break. <laughs> little can't, guys just can't quit. Little little guys. Little guys. Little so guys. guys. Yeah. Oh, oh, I like that. Little guys. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate your putting up with us. If you have a different opinion, if we left off some iconic John Williams score, we'd love Start to hear your, own book. your opinion. <laughs> I mean, let us know. So, again, we appreciate all the downloads, all the listens. We'd really love a five-star review on iTunes. Yes, please. That would really make our day. Cliff, where can they find us? www.udownwithkpp.com At the Kapow Podcast on the Twitter or, of course, our Facebook page. Kapow, the so. pop culture podcast. <laughs> Keep going. Keep so going. let us know what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, what you're sick of us talking about, what you want to hear us talk about more. We would love to hear your feedback. 
Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm just a little guy that likes to throw new music. <laughs> Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. And I didn't say as always on purpose. Uh-huh. Clean break! <laughs> Ready for a trip to McDonald's land. It was a gloomy day in McDonald's land. No coke, no shakes. Because the evil Grimace had grabbed all the cups. Where's the coke? Where were the shakes? Thinking quickly, Ronald disguised himself as a mailman and... A special delivery for E. Grimace. Oh, oh, oh my! Ah, I've been picked for the McDonald Land Beauty Contest! Discovered at last! Taking his nicest swimsuit, off he went. Now let's get these cups back to McDonald's so we can have some triple thick shakes and icy cold Coca Cola. Uh, I'm ready! I'm ready! Where's the contest? Here we go. That's why I'm stopping doing the countdown, too, because it reminds me of him. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that would have made a great outtake right there. <laughs> it's too painful. No, I don't even want it in the outtake. No mention. No mention. Clean break like you a band I made this clear. <laughs> this is the best. All right. Here we go. Recording, recording, recording. Recording volume. Hello, everyone. Everybody here. I can hear Cliff. Check, check, check. Woo-hoo. I can hear Seth. Wow. I can't hear you. Talk again. I don't want to talk too Oops. loud. I gotta hold on. I gotta make sure. Touch it now. Check, 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 check. Touch that microphone. What are you? All right. There's a foreplay at Cliff's house. Touch it now. Right. Get it over with.